welcome everyone to Future Bound by KCC, Klavner's Combination Carriers. My name is Liv Dirnes and I'm the CFO of KCC. Today I have Gudrun Halsat here, acting MD of Klavner's Ship Management, and we're going to talk about class and safety. More about that later, but what about you Gudrun? Tell us a bit about who you are and your responsibilities in KSM. Yeah, thanks Liv for having me here today. Uh, I uh, joined Klaunes back in 2019, firstly as a consultant, then I was hired in to look at the safety culture in the KSM. And uh, I really had a good time working here as a consultant, so I decided to join. So I joined uh, eventually as um, responsible for strategy and change in KSM. And I also have taken up on the responsibility when it comes to the finance and uh, also acting as an MD now in the, when we are waiting for the new MD to join us. And you work closely with us in KCC mm -hmm. as your customers, right? Yes. So before we dig into class and safety, can you um, tell us a bit about what is the role of the ship manager of the vessels? What are your responsibilities and, and yeah. Yeah. Klavner's ship management, we have the technical management of the combination carriers and with that, that means that to make sure that everything is working as smooth as it should be with respect to the technique, to the hull and the engine and all that. In addition, we are responsible for the crew on board the vessels and we have also ship operation as part of our entity and that is the contract abrogation when it comes to the cargo handling of the vessels. And in addition, in KSM, we have a fairly big department that looks after the project and the more business transformation as well uh, to the vessels. So that is the more on the decarbonization initiative. Yeah, so you're responsible for what is going on uh, at the vessel mm, at yeah. all times. The, yes. the people on board, um, the vessel operations, where it's going, uh, the port handling, etc., etc., right? Mm. In yes. practice. Yes. And then, of course, you cooperate very closely with the chartering uh, department that, was, that is responsible for the cargo on board and employing the vessels. Yes. In, in short, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so safety is definitely priority number one on board a vessel. Uh, and then you established class some years ago. Can yeah. you tell us about what is class? Yes. Well, class that is actually our safety mantra, and it stands for Klavner's Always Safe and Secure. It was named after a naming competition that we launched full-fledged in the fleet, and we got many good uh, suggestions. But Klavner's Always Safe and Secure that was the one we selected. And the background to have such a uh, safety mantra is to uh, to sort of pin it that safety is in part of everything we do and that we need to have that almost like our guideline in order when we make our decisions and it should be also so like almost like in our DNA in everything we do and in the operations as well. So um, it's more than a name, it's actually a fundament mm. I would say. So can you say that it's both procedures, systems, the culture, training, everything, or is yes, is I think uh, I think that should, it's a good way of saying it. It should be sort of a guiding star mm. in all 
in our procedures in the operations and also in the circumstances that are beyond the procedures in the operation because you can never have a procedure oh. for everything. Mm. So you need to sort of know that that is sort of the guiding star. Yeah, the people on board actually live right. live safety. Mm. Mm. Um, so this, why was it established? Is there a reason why class was important when being like implemented? Yeah, yeah. well, when I joined, as I said, as a consultant, uh, the first thing I was um, uh, assigned to do was to have a look at the culture survey, uh, culture, uh, the safety culture mm. of the company. And this is not the first time we did that in 2019. We have done that many years back in time as well. The, the good thing about uh, conducting a safety culture survey is that you get a benchmark and you can also assess where your pain points are. Mm. And what we saw is that it was quite a, a deviation between the safety culture on the vessels, also between the vessels mm. and the fleet, and also in office. And that set sort of that, that the result of that safety culture survey made us. Uh, uh, work a lot on the strategy, mm. and we have a safer as a strategy number one. And it's, um, it has to come from the top, and it also has to be embedded both in office and on the vessels. Mm. And I think that was sort of then, okay, what is this? Is this a safety culture program, or is this a procedure, or what are we mm -hmm. doing, or is this strategy? And then we, we talked about it a lot, and then I was like, okay, let's put a good name on this, mm. name on what we are doing. Yeah, yeah. And that's how class as our safety mantra evolved. Mm -hmm. So it was actually internally triggered, but what about um, like external factors? Because safety is, of course, very important for... Uh, my customers or KCC customers yeah. as well. So can you give us a bit uh, of yes. like introduction to that? Yeah, I think it was uh, sort of, uh, it came from two angles. One is that, of course, we do not want people getting injured doing work mm. for, uh, for clowners. And we had experienced some serious incidents and it was too many of them, too often, too frequently. And it that's why... Uh, we needed, we saw we needed to do something. Mm. In addition, is that when you um, do the transformation from bulk carriers to tanker man, uh, tanker carriers, you are also stepping into a new regime. It's a much stricter scrutinized from the cargo owners, mm. and that makes it uh, more uh, important also to have to show that you mm. um, the safety is not just a word actually live by yeah, yeah. so yeah so mm -hmm. it was but i think it, I, I must say it was internal driven as well because uh, uh it, it will not uh, grow as it as it has if it's only driven by a commercial point no. of view uh, mm. definitely and then as part of maybe not part of class but as part of uh, the training and and the, uh, like establishing a, a strong safety culture on board you as well have used gamification i know yeah and i think that's quite new and uh, and um, for crew at least so so yeah, yeah give us a brief introduction to that i think that where we know that uh, a lot of research has been done regarding what training has the best effect mm. and we know that a seafarer profession that's a very practical profession yeah. and the intent by the gamification is to use uh, 
sort of the same mechanism in your memory as you do as of a practical, almost like you do the job mm. and then why you remember how you're supposed to do the job. The same thing on this gamification is that you are put in situation and then you have to manage the situation with an avatar, which is mm. the gamified, and then you can sort of almost get the same feeling as you have experienced such a situation yourself. And this is uh, uh, not all, I think it's um, a good way of conducting training in a more motivational way also with the new generation of uh, crew. Mm. Younger crew tends to adapt very quickly to the gamified uh, solution as well. Yeah, yeah. So what do, do the crew think about uh, such training? Uh, yeah, I think we got a quite positive response. Uh, I must say that I strongly believe in gamified training in addition to workshops, mm. good team discussions, and also that we implement it in the procedures. So it's not sort of put as a, a sidetrack mm. to normal operation. It's not like just having fun and we play and then we go oh. back to work, uh -uh. but we need to sort of integrate what we learn from the games into the daily operation. Yeah. So it's, it's part of a, a more a broader training program. Yeah, it right? has to be yeah. set in a context, yeah. I think. That is very... Um, and then I guess um, there are uh, a lot of different operations and, and procedures and everything uh, when on board a, a vessel. And then, of course, uh, some operations are more risky than others. Yeah. So do you like have um, specific procedures or how do you handle the really risky procedures or operations? Yeah, I think that uh, it... It will always be a challenge because you have an operation where you could sort of carve out the best way of doing it on paper. Mm. But then in real life, it will always be circumstances that it will deviate from what you thought about on the yeah, paper. Yeah. So I think there's a combination. What we do is that we have a risk library that is, uh, is sort of helping, um, helping the crew to sort of identify the risks and be aware of the risk. So there's a lot about safety awareness that has to be in place. And, but it's also in combination then when you do the risk assessment, we have the work permit. That means that we have a separate additional layer on top that approving the risk assessment that we have thought about everything. Mm. And then in addition, we need to have crew that look around, think about sort of, am I up to the job? Do I understand? I'm tired, mm. etc. So we need to have the culture and the environment around these risk tools that we have that makes us also able to address if concerns and raise uh, if you're not uh, com comfortable with the mm -hmm. job as well. Because we know that uh, uh, many jobs are repeatable and that can also lead to a risk yeah. because you can get a sort of way of complacency mm -hmm. that is so used to the job that you forget to look around. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But what, what uh, can you give us a practical example? So the crew on board, they're going into a port and they know that uh, um, yeah, an operation that they are not used to doing. Or So yeah. what do they do then in practice? No, the thing is that it's very important to have the planning meetings. So it's all about mm. planning the job well in front. And that is uh, something also we call a toolbox meeting. And that uh, the main purpose of that is for the all the crew being involved in the job should be part of the planning and understand what is the purpose of the job and the risk content mm. with the job, and etc. So, so they meet on board and they discuss, meet, and they meet uh. and discuss. And we have uh, also a 
good guideline of how conducting these uh, effective toolbox talks mm. that in order so it should not be a monologue or no. and it has to be in English it has to be uh, uh, well said so that everybody understands and mm. it also have a, it's also a dialogue within the team and that that is a uh, and then of course we have the procedures and the checklist that's supporting mm. the, the job as well and then one very important uh, part is also for the management board to be aware of all the jobs that are happening at the same time. And usually when we get into port, there are many different mm. things, activities at the same time. So it's important to, it's a big machinery yeah, that has yeah. to work together. Mm. Um, and the crew, they of course are key in everything we do, right? Uh, but they are like... Um, uh, islands <laughs> sailing around everywhere uh, globally. Uh, so how do you work uh, with the crew to make sure that they have the same values and priorities uh, uh, as we have here in, in the head office so that it's not like us and them, it's mm. we together? Yeah, uh, I think that um, very strong uh, point Columbus has is that we have a very close cooperation with sort of almost our own crewing mm. uh, agencies. We have one in Romania, Barca, that, uh, and also one in Philippine, the KMA. And we have a very high retention rate, so we have many crews that have been with us since they were cadets, brought up in our culture and in and our company. And uh, But it's uh, it starts at selection points, so it's very important that in the crewing uh, uh, departments, they know also the values and the purpose and how we would like and mm. run the business and what we are perceiving as good uh, good qualifications. And uh, then also when they are um, familiarizing on the vessel, it's important that they have good conversation talks and also when they are leaving, they get good appraisal mm. and feedback of how they've come to the work at mm. this contract before they come again on the next one. In addition, uh, we have a very close cooperation between office and the vessels. We use uh, with the COVID. I mean, Teams has been much more implemented all over the world mm. and as well in our fleet. So we have regularly Teams meeting with the vessels, and its uh, ship managers are of course those that have the closest contact. But many of us in the office also have contact with the vessels. Mm. So uh, in that sense I think more they are not so sailing in their own sea <laughs> anymore it's a, it's more connected yeah, yeah. and then I guess another factor as well is that um, we KCC as, as the customer of KSM um, we have the same values right we sit together it's yeah. very integrated operations yes. so I think that's important as well yeah and I think that is a just a big plus a bonus mm. I mean it's so much easier for a ship management company to work when you work in house together with the owner. Okay. We set the same strategy. We are, have the same. We have a clownness culture mm -hmm. as well, and we live by the this uh, trial. It learn a lot together, and we are having the same values as mm. a company, and that that makes us also have that transparency. Okay. So we can help each other. We can find the best solution together because it will always be 
commercial pressure that is a part of the business mm. and we have to manage that uh, pressure in the best way. Yeah, and if we do it together way. then it's easier right? yeah. to, to find the, like the, the, the balance that's needed. And I think that safety, it, it, it is priority number one for yeah. us, but it is also for KCC and yeah. I think also for the cargo owners. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a conflict. Oh, no. we, we, are, we are aligned, but yeah. at the same time, I, I yeah. think uh, there definitely are some situations where, yeah, where it's uh, extra important to know that safety is priority number one. Yeah. And what about the road ahead? Yeah, I think that going forward, we need to say that it is a continuous work. It's not like you have, can tick the box and say you build the culture and that is. It's something that we have to continue doing. Mm. Uh, as I said, uh, we started off with a, when I joined, it was this uh, culture survey. And I think it's also good to assess again. Uh, how are we doing? Are we mm. progressing? Are we doing the right things? Do we too little, too much? Or is there anything else we should do? So I think it, it's a lot about being open to feedback and suggestions moving forward. It's not like one solution for all. Mm -hmm. it's, it's about being uh, working on this together. Yeah. And I think also it's, um, I need to say one thing that during COVID, a lot of seafarers, they had to be in quarantine in hotels for a while. And we have used that opportunity with frequent touch base meetings with a lot of seafarers. Mm -hmm. And I think that, getting and the connection the input from the crew that is something that we that is what's building the culture mm. because we can do it together it's not something we can sit in office and then swear <laughs> out no definitely yeah. not uh, but i think um, maybe the final remark then is that this is something that you have to work on continuously yeah. and, and uh, yeah and never like uh, stop uh, doing um, oh. or having focus everywhere else yeah um, and then I think I would like to mention that uh, in the sustainability report for 2021, that you can read a bit about uh, more about some of the statistics and our ESG performance, and we're always uh, always safe and secure. Sorry, mm. uh, has a its own chapter. Mm. Yeah. So thank you, Gudrun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Futurebound. We hope you found it useful. For more information about us, head over to the website combinationcarriers.com. There you can get in touch with us if you have any comments or questions regarding the podcast or in general for KCC. If you do like what you hear, then remember to like and subscribe to the podcast which you can do through Google, Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Thanks again, and stay tuned for more to come soon from Futurebound.